Welcome to the Live Nourish podcast. I'm your host, Katarina Greer. I'm a functional nutritionist and a community herbalist. On this podcast, I chat about all things health and wellness related to help you live a nourished life. There's so much information out there and it can be overwhelming, but health isn't supposed to be complicated. My hope is that you leave this podcast feeling less stressed and refreshed. Remember that the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice. It is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome everyone back to the Nourish Podcast. Hope you're all having a great week so far. I had a lovely weekend with my cousins in Vancouver. We went and watched a Vancouver Canucks game. They won 7-2 against the Sharks, uh, San Jose Sharks. So yeah, that was honestly, it was such a fun time. It's my first time at a Canucks game. Like I've been to NHL games before. Well, actually it's only one. It was um, the Winnipeg Jets um, when the team like got back in like 2013. So it's been like a good 10 years since I've been to um, an NHL game. But yeah, it was just really fun. And we ate all the hockey food, pretzel, popcorn. There was ice cream there. Like it was like a vanilla and chocolate twist. Literally, that was honestly the best part of the night. Like, yes, the team won, but like the ice cream, hands down, the best part. My cousin and I shared it. It was just lovely. And then we also went to Science World. We just kind of did all, I guess, like the touristy things that you can like do in Vancouver. And yeah, it was just such a fun time. But on today's podcast, I have on Miriam and we kind of just chatted about a little bit of everything. We chatted about her personal health journey, the thyroid, what it is, how you can help support it as well as the liver and just the importance of like supporting your liver with thyroid health as well and then also anxiety overstimulation it was honestly just such a great just such a great chat with her and i know you guys are going to enjoy it so without further ado let's get into today's episode Welcome to the podcast, Miriam. So excited to be chatting with you today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm honored. (laughs) So could you just tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and what you currently do? Yes, yes. So my name is Miriam Schauer. Um, I usually go by Mir. Um, I have two boys, Asher, who's almost three, and Thomas, who is almost eight months. Um, I have two home births. They were fantastic. Um, I've been married to my husband, Mitchell, for almost four years now. This October, it'll be four years. Um, And since he takes such good care of us, I'm able to stay home with our kids. Um, On top of being a stay-at-home mom, I also run a nutrition practice. So as of April 1st, 2022, I started my nutrition business. Um, I did go through the NTA, the Nutritional Therapy Association, like you. Um, and honestly, just for anybody else listening, I just can't recommend it enough. It is so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. yeah. No, I love that you had two humbers. I feel like that's not, I don't know, I guess like heard of, but yeah, that's yeah. Cool that you did those. Yeah. My first Asher was, um, 
he was like very last minute home birth. <laughs> um, it was in 2020. So the COVID year and um, all the hospital regulations and stuff, it just, it was getting to be too much. And so like at 36 weeks, I think I switched to a home birth. <laughs> so it's like literally like right before like the cutoff for accepting home births. Okay. Um, wow. So, but yeah, it was, it was worth it. It was a, both have been really great experiences. Yeah. So what has your personal journey with health looked like and what got you interested in studying nutrition? Yeah. So this, this question has always been interesting for me personally, because I've never had like any crazy detrimental health issues. Um, You know, you go to like so many other people in the space and it's like, they just they went through the medical system. No one could help them. They had autoimmune issues, just all of these awful, sad stories, uh, which is what led them to Whole Foods. But like, I just have never had anything like crazy go wrong for me. Um, my overall, like probably the biggest struggles I had was like anxiety. I'd say minor anxiety. It was never like really, really bad, except for one instance uh, that maybe I'll talk about later. But um but then I also did struggle with acne. Um, and I grew up like standard American diet. Um, but in college is when like a lot of my issues started to like exasperate themselves, I guess, like get worse. Um, as far as like acne and just like being really like irritable and things like that. Um, I lived and thrived. Well, no, didn't thrive, (laughs) lived off of coffee and probably fast food through most of college. (laughs) Um, And I think that's a huge reason why a lot of my issues got worse. Yeah, that's like a little bit of background. Um, When I got to college, that's when a lot of my stuff started kind of like, started to kind of pop up. Um, And then I would say, so that was all in 2015. And in just kind of progressively got worse. I like cut out dairy, like cut out like the basic things for like my acne and things like that. Just like what Google tells you to do. Um, and then in 2019, when I married Mitchell, my husband, um, we ended up getting pregnant on our honeymoon. So our Asher was a honeymoon baby, um, and not planned whatsoever. Like I was not planning to have kids like anytime soon, really. God had other plans. Um, and yeah, I guess, um, that was when I really started to get into nutrition because I really wanted like just that whole like topic of our physiology, like what the body's doing as we grow a baby, what the baby needs, what I need, things like that was just really interesting to me. Um, and you know, I had a little bit of a vegan phase, but it was never like, you know, bad you know I, I was it was like a short-term v probably for like one or two months i tried it uh but i did start craving meat <laughs> uh early on in my pregnancy so i just really leaned into that um and yeah i mean i ended up having a pretty healthy pregnancy um until the end i was like almost preeclampsia but there are reasons now looking back that i think that was happening uh now that i know what i know Um, but then as far as like, like the NTA and like actually pursuing this as a career that would, or I guess not a career, but like, you know, a side business, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, that came around, you know, probably I, I don't, I wouldn't 
necessarily identify as like a pro metabolic practitioner or anything like that. Um, but I did stumble into that space and it was very like eye opening. A lot of the things that they were talking about and so many of the people in that space recommended the nutritional therapy association. And so that's how I found it. Um, and then after that, you know, I went through the program, my husband and I were able to make it work financially, thankfully. Um, and now we're here. <laughs> it's all <laughs> been <laughs> a huge blessing and I'm really grateful to have found all of it. Yeah, yeah yeah that's so good and I feel like that's for I don't know I feel like a lot of people in college that's when all the health struggles right out, you know yeah. it's like I mean even like you know because when you're in your home your household or you know where you grew up it's like your mom is or your parents usually are like feeding you consistently you have snacks you know and so it's like at least your body can like somewhat function, but it's like when you're off on your own and you have to like make your own meals and do your own things, it's like, wait, this is like hard and I don't know what I'm even supposed to eat. And yeah. I'm just gonna pick up fast food because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. Like especially like if you're away from home and then you're like, yeah, living in the dorm, you're like, ah, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the flow of everybody else, you know, just getting takeout, greasy pizza. Don't get me wrong, I love pizza, but <laughs> every night, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So could you just talk about like the thyroid and like what it is and like what are signs that it's functioning well and also signs that like it's not functioning well? Sure. So, uh, okay. To put it simply, your thyroid is a small butterfly shaped gland located right at the base of your neck. Um, And it has the important role of releasing and controlling your thyroid hormones, specifically T3 and T4. Um, And then these two hormones, they control the metabolism. So if you're unsure of what the metabolism is for your listeners, um, Mm -hmm. it's a process where the food you take into your body is transformed into energy. And then this energy is used throughout your entire body to keep, you know, many of the body systems working correctly, basically runs, runs the show. (laughs) Um, so how to tell if it's working correctly. Um, one of the bigger signs is going to be like, if you are, you consistently have like warm hands and feet. So if you're like sensitive to the cold, that's probably a sign that your thyroid is sluggish, um, your metabolism is sluggish, you know, whatever. Um, a good example, like if you say sensitive to the cold, it's like, that doesn't mean that like you don't dress for the weather, you know what I mean? But like a good example would be with me living in the Midwest, if it's like, you know, 12 degrees outside or something, you know, I dress appropriately. I walk to my car. I used to like just shiver like the whole time I would get into my car and I would just have this like shudder throughout my entire body. Like I'd be freezing cold. It's like, okay, no, like that's probably a sign that like something's, you know, a little bit off if you're like that cold, just walking to your car. Um, so that's kind of what I mean by that. But Anyway, <laughs> um, other signs would be, you know, like healthy hair, skin, nails, your hair is not like prematurely thinning, you have steady energy throughout the day, uh, you fall asleep easily, you don't wake up in the middle of the night, um, things like that. If you are waking up periodically throughout the night, there are many reasons for that, but that is probably a sign that like your thyroid needs some work. Um if you are just laying in bed and you just cannot fall asleep for like hours, like really struggling with insomnia, that would be another thing, you know, to probably address. Um, and then, yeah, if you're, if your nails are like brittle, that's another thing. 
So with that, like, what can you do to like help support the thyroid just like overall? Sure. Yeah. So one of the most important things you can do to support your thyroid is to eat enough throughout the day. Um, And so meal density is going to be like one of the most important, like it's not the only thing, but it is like a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by meal density is like just making sure that you're getting like a vast variety of nutrients in a meal. Um, So like breakfast, even though for some people this might sound huge, but like for breakfast, it would be like a couple eggs, chicken, sausage, um, toast, piece of fruit, raw milk, milk or whatever, Um, orange juice even like just you know, protein, carb, fat, make, making sure it's balanced. And then you're getting a lot of, you know, nutrients in, um, that'll be, that's something that's very important. Uh, and then other things or another thing that you could do, which I would highly recommend for anybody who's getting started on like their health journey or whatever, and would like to support their thyroid, uh, would just to be to cut out seed oils. Um, so seed oils are, you know, they're categorized as polyunsaturated fats or PUFAs. And if your listeners are in the health sphere at all, I'm sure they've heard this term before. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, they, they cause oxidative stress on the body, which just puts a burden on the thyroid. Um, you know, it's kind of the root of a lot of dis-ease, I suppose. Um, I won't get super into that. But if you are interested in that topic, uh, I would really recommend checking out the work of Dr. Ray Pete because he has tons of resources on his site. He actually did pass away somewhat recently, um, but his website still, he has like a forum. There's still lots of things that you can access for like his work that he did while he was here. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think that's like such a good like point to make, like cutting the seed oils because I feel like they're just in everything. <laughs> it's hard yeah, to sleep yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there. They're in everything. And it's that's why I talk and I'm sure I'll talk about this mm-hmm. like again at some point but um it's just so important to just focus on whole foods Mm -hmm. like just making sure that that's you know make as much as you can from scratch like make sure you can pronounce all the ingredients in your food Mm -hmm. you know just if you're focusing on real local food your cereals aren't going to be quite as like prevalent in your diet i suppose so that would be something to focus on if you are wanting to cut the seed oils is just get things as locally as possible you know start there (laughs) for sure so with that could you just talk about the importance of supporting the liver to help with thyroid health yeah so okay the liver plays the vital role of supporting thyroid function so earlier i mentioned the two important thyroid hormones t3 and t4 Um, the liver is the primary site of thyroid hormone activation and that's from T4 to T3. Um, the body relies on the liver being healthy in order to support, you know, the thyroid's main goal of regulating our metabolism, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to switch over to, like, anxiety, because, like, you, like, made a post just recently about it, and just, like, being constantly overstimulated. Could you just share how it may not always, like, be anxiety? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So personally, I kind of touched on this already, but I used to struggle with like, I'd say just like day to day, like mild anxiety. Um, 
I'd be, I'd refer to myself as being like touched out constantly. And that was before I even had kids long before I even had kids. Um, it was like, my husband would come up behind me and like try to hug me. And I just would be like, don't touch me. You know, like I just would get so like overstimulated just from that, which is just crazy to think about now. Um, I was very, I was very testy. I was very irritable. Um, I just honestly didn't feel happy most of the time, which is really sad thinking about. (laughs) Um, but I will share one experience I had back in 2017, um, which I obviously didn't get into like health and wellness for even a couple more years after that. But this was when I kind of realized that, okay, I actually do have, you know, I would probably say that I would have anxiety. (laughs) Um, So again, this was back in 2017. We were driving from Wisconsin to Ohio for football games. That's a 10 hour drive. Um, And we were driving through the night. So um, we, we actually had a wedding that day. Not that that matters, but (laughs) We went to the wedding and then we were just going to drive all night to get to the hotel and then have the football game the next day. Um, And at this time in my life, I was working 4 a.m. shifts at my job. And so at this point in the night, I was running on like way too much coffee, not enough or not enough food and like no sleep whatsoever, like over 24 hours at this point. Um, I was driving. And at the time, I remember... I missed an exit and it like added 30 or 40 minutes onto like our arrival time. And I just totally lost it. Like I had to pull over and like curl up in a ball and like felt like it just felt like the whole car was like closing in on me and I was like shaky and it was like the worst feeling. I would not wish on anybody. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so after that, it's like even Mitchell was like, yeah, I think, you know, (laughs) there might be something there. So anyway, um, that was like the worst of it. And again, that was 2017. So that was a few years back even, but fast forward to nourishing myself and taking care of, you know, my temple, the body that God has given me, I really noticed a shift in like my day-to-day anxiety of just like being overstimulated, feeling overwhelmed constantly uh, I noticed a direct correlation between that and the amount of food that I was eating throughout the day. So when I started to get in tune with it, I realized if I like had skipped breakfast or I, you know, missed a meal, missed a snack, whatever, um, I would be way more irritable and I would snap way more easily, whether it was at my son or my husband. Um, but if I was eating consistently throughout the day, um, that wasn't happening. So like, I was not, I didn't feel overwhelmed. I felt like calm when, you know, my son would start crying for no reason or, you know, just like little things like they didn't get to me. Um, and you know, when you actually think about it, that does make sense. Cause you know, food or dense calories, you know, that equals energy and we need energy to be able to function properly, um, and to handle stress. Um, so again, this was, that was just my personal experience, but if you are someone, cause I, I know that anxiety is like something many people do struggle with, like no matter what or how you're trying to handle it. Um, but if you are somebody who does seem to struggle with it and you have not experimented with this, or you haven't thought to pay attention, like either keep a journal or like mental notes or whatever. Um, and you know, compare like, okay, what did I eat today? that 
you know, could that have possibly been why I snapped at, you know, did I have a really heavily carb or a carb heavy meal? You know, my blood sugar's all out of whack, all this stuff. Um, and that's why I ended up snapping at my son or whoever. Uh, it's just something to think about. And so that, again, that's my personal experience, but. No, yeah, I think that's good. I feel like that's not something people usually think about. Well, I mean, I think it, I guess, makes sense when people say that they get, like, hangry, right? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep, yep, exactly. So, like, with that, like, yeah, it's so important to, like, nourish your body so that, I mean, like you were saying, I guess it took you, like, two to three years to, like, realize that, like, once you just started, like, eating more, you're like, hey, I'm actually, like, not, you know, getting anxious over this, like, one little thing that bothered you, like, you know, two years ago. Exactly, yes. It's like, now I can miss a turn, and it doesn't ruin my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So with that, like, what are some ways to help reduce just like overstimulation? Sure. So like I already mentioned, um, eating enough calories is going to be like the major key in this. And when I say calories, I mean like nutrient dense calories, not just like, Mm -hmm. you know, empty calories, I guess. So that would be like a soda or fast food or whatever. Um, But, you know, eating a nutrient dense, you know, some sort of animal protein with, um, you know, potato, just a hearty nutrient dense meal, you know, um, eating enough of those is going to be major. Um, and you know, again, with food equaling energy, our daily tasks just become so much less daunting when we have sustainable energy to be able to like work through them. Um, and then another thing that I would suggest is reducing like the clutter in your house. Um, I know that's not necessarily like having to do with nutrition, but um, that is definitely something that's helped my like overall, you know, just my normal day to day, I guess, is just reducing all the things that I had in my home, like my visual clutter, Um, having less to maintain definitely leads to less stress. Um, The whole like visual stimulation, visual clutter is actually really real. And there's been like a lot of different studies done that correlate mess to like anxiety or overstimulation. It's actually like super interesting, but yeah. So those would be like the two things. And then just like also being realistic with yourself. If you're a parent, especially like if you're listening to this and you have kids and you know, your take, you don't have any sort of like routine, not that it has to be like rigid or anything, but like, you know, get your kids in some sort of rhythm uh, that you can thrive off of and your kids can thrive off of because that's going to help tremendously in your day to day. Like if you're just like flying off the seat of your pants every single day, like you're just, you're going to be overstimulated all day long. Like you're not going to make time to eat. You're not going to, you know, if you're planning your days somewhat, you know, like I said, take this with a grain of salt, but like, you know, if you're planning your days and getting like a realistic routine in place that will also help both with your kids stimulation and your overstimulation. Right. No, I think that's good. I think I liked what you said about the clutter piece. I feel like as like North America, you know, we have so much stuff and I feel like compared to like the Scandinavian countries where like they're very minimal and I feel like everyone's anxiety specifically North America is so high. And I feel like there it's a lot lower. Yeah, exactly. It does correlate a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. So could you also talk about stress and how 
um, you know, we obviously like can't eliminate it from our life, but how we need to like find ways to just handle it well. Yeah, definitely. So this has actually been a super interesting topic for me recently. <laughs> um, so everyone in the health and wellness space is just obsessed with this concept of eliminating stress completely. Mm. It's like they want their followers to just ditch their homes and go live in a cabin in the woods or like a shack on the beach or whatever. (laughs) Um, And as incredible as that would be, like I'm not saying I don't want that. That would be great. But it's just not realistic to most of us. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And the fact is we just, we have stress and we have a lot of it. So Mm -hmm. here in America, the stressors tend to be a little bit different. Like a lot of us, a lot of us can afford groceries. You know, we have a roof over our head. We have some mode of transportation, whether it's a bike, your car, the bus, whatever. So you don't have to, we don't necessarily have to worry about those types of things, but we have so many external stressors that are like kind of unavoidable. Um, You know, we have EMFs to think about. We have heavy metals, synthetic clothing, um, blue light, in some cases, our job, I mean, our job is a stressor in a way, even if you do love it. Um, The list can go on. But anyway, um, that just because like, these are things that we can't necessarily do a ton about, uh, that doesn't mean, you know, we can just give up hope, (laughs) you know, we can like, shift our lifestyle, so that it can like drastically help the way that our body handles stress, or like our body's resiliency to stress. Um, so I'm a broken record now, but consuming the quality whole foods, you know, nutrient dense foods that is going to build up your body's resiliency to handle external stressors. Um, you know, it's going to help support your detox pathways amongst many other things. Um, and then a, a couple other things that aren't nutrition related, but like just turning daily tasks into, like I already mentioned a routine or some sort of like ritual that has been very beneficial for me. And I would really recommend trying it out if you haven't. Um, it's like whether or not people want to admit it, uh, most people don't thrive in chaos, like even if they think they do. <laughs> um, the human brain thrives on routine and repetition, um, like genuinely does thrive. If you want to learn more about that, I would read Essentialism by George McCowan. I think, I don't know how to say the last name, but if you looked up essentialism, it would pop up. Um, But anyway, so turning those everyday tasks into something enjoyable is just really life-giving. Like, you know, taking your time and appreciating your skin routine or your coffee, your daily coffee or, you know, whatever it is, even changing diapers if you're a mom. Um, it, It really makes a difference. And even just changing your language, like, from I have to get this done, I have to do this, I have to do that, to like, I get to do this, you know, your life is a blessing from God, like, every day is a blessing. So just recognizing that it's like, okay, I get to take care of my home today, uh, can make a really huge difference um, in your stress levels. Um, Being in that like restful state really is helpful. And then, sorry, a couple more things. I'm rambling. (laughs) um so another thing to think about is you know are you taking time for spiritual rest you know spiritually nourishing your soul is something to consider you know taking time to be in the word and 
again, spiritually nourishing yourself in that way is going to set you up for success, whether it's in the morning and at night while the kids are screaming during the day, whatever. And then another thing that I did already mention, but minimizing possessions would be another thing to help you handle stress. Um, Honestly, just looking to do less, simplifying your routines and enjoying your day to day are the main points to kind of stress here. No pun intended there, but (laughs) no, yeah, I think that's so good. I think having like those routines and yeah, just having things to like look forward to, right? It's like so important. And I feel like people, yeah, instead of being like, I have to, I have to, I have to, like, I get to do this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes, totally. Yeah. So, with that, what is one thing that you do to live nourished? Um, Okay, this is such a fun question. (laughs) Um, I honestly do almost everything that I talked about in this interview. I eat whole foods. I really do prioritize that. I make so many foods. Well, the list is growing, the amount of things that I'm able to make from scratch. I romanticize, I suppose you could say, my routines. You know, I, I wake up every morning and I love making breakfast for me and sometimes my husband, depending on when I wake up, (laughs) if he's gone for work or not. Um, I love making my coffee. I love, you know, just the day-to-day rhythms with my kids. Like I just really do thoroughly enjoy it. And I am slowly becoming more and more minimal. You know, I've, I did a whole purge of our entire house back in January and it felt so good. And Honestly, I would say most importantly, I do, you know, I put my trust in the Lord every day um, and that's the best nourishment I can give myself. Um, That is the one thing I would just really try to remind myself of, you know, he is the living water. He always provides. Um, So putting my trust in him always leaves me feeling whole and nourished physically and spiritually. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that. So where can everyone find you and connect with you? Yes. So my Instagram is sincerely mirror. Um, sincerely is like you're signing a letter and then M I R all one word. <laughs> um, and then my website is sincerely You can check that out if you'd like. It talks a little bit about like my mission statement. And um, I think I have like one or two blog posts up, but nothing crazy. You don't need to go check that out if you don't want to. <laughs> um, but if you wanted it, it, you know, if you are interested in working together, you can apply to work with me through a link, the link in my bio, my Instagram bio, or there's a services tab on my website that you can check out too. But yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Love chatting with you about all things, just health related stress and yeah, eating well. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great.